Beruchim Aboim B'Shem Hashem B'Rachnuchem Aves Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night Shir You are on, you are on the air One second, I'll get you back on Okay, we need that Okay. Okay. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shir. This is Chusli the Nishmas, Aaron Baruch Halevi, Ben Reviuda Halevi, and Amelia Basara. Um, tonight is also a yard side of my great great grandfather, Rabbi Yaakov Ben Yosef, whom I'm named after. Not the Benabiasive part. Um, it's Halamoid. And yeah, there was a question whether or not to be a Shir. But Baruch Hashem, we are Zeicha to have our weekly Shir, not to be deprived. It's Halamoid, it's also Erev Yamtiv. Tonight is Erev Yamtiv ready for the second days of Pesach. In Chutzlar, it's of course second days, and that it's Israel, the last day of Pesach. However, it's Israel this year is going to join us and not eat chomets, not eat chomets on Achim Pesach either, because they can't, because Friday is Shvi Pesach, and therefore Matzah Yomtev by them, there's Shabbos already, and there's not Kadeshalasis to make any chomets. Um, unless, of course, still wouldn't work. Even if they had challah put away from before Yom Tif, it wouldn't work either because of the simple fact that the dog has no chance to buy back the chametz on Matzah Pesach in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, even Achena B'nai Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael will be joining us this year on the our eighth day of Pesach, not eating chametz. However, Achinu B'nai Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael, Atzena Agdesha, will be reading this Shabbos Pasha Shmini. Will not begin Perek Aleph Perek Yavas. They'll wait for us. That'll be nice enough to wait for us. Um, but Pasha Shmini, not done. It's not Yom Tif, and therefore it's simple Shabbos, and therefore they will be laying Pasha Shmini the Shabbos. Here in Chutzaretz, we'll be laying the Kriya, excuse me, for Achran and Pesach. <laughs> Everything has humor to it. Many circles, many places, we didn't have this in Chabad, but many other circles, in the Pelisha circles, and the with the people, there's a revered, a Rebbe or a Rov, a big Rov of a Shtibel. They allow the Rov to count the Eimer, the Rebbe to count the Sviris Eimer. So although somebody else davens Meir for the Amid, they stop. They actually they say they count Sviris usually after Aleinu, and they will have the Rov count Sviris. One such Rebbe, unfortunately, had a 
town clown in his shul. And the law is, the halach of Svira Sa'imer is, that once you've counted, once you said, for example, I already have Mayrav tonight, so if I say, before Mayrav, I would have said, tonight is the fifth night of Eimer, I would not be allowed to count. I would not, excuse me, I would not count, I would not be allowed to make the bracha any longer. And, um, and so, so, so on and so forth, that if someone says a says the number from Shkiyas Hachama on, some say a little later from from uh, from Ben Hashmoshes, if they say how many there are tonight in the Eimer, then they would not be allowed to make a bracha that night. They can continue the next night. Um, another reason people would not be able to make a bracha is that the Chassam forgot to count the Yom one night. Then they too would not be able to make a bracha. Oops! No, I didn't lose anybody. Did I? Did I add the other person? Is the question. Scranton is still there. Atlanta is... I don't know. Wait. Wait, Scranton is losing something. Scranton, I didn't read your message. I didn't do anything wrong here. One second. Oh, now we have... Atlanta, where's Granton? Welcome, Atlanta. Good morning to you. What happened to this? Oh, here's Granton. Okay. Granton's also here. Wonderful. Okay. Back. So, the halacha, we're talking about Hilcha Svira Saimer. If a person would forget to tell Svira by night, he'd forget to count the Omer, he would have a chance tomorrow to count the Omer without a bracha, of course, the next day, to say today is whatever, the fifth. And the next night, the following night, he'd be able to count with a bracha. However, if he did not manage to do that, and he did not say tonight is, it's always better to dab mitre with a minion, and therefore you count sweeter with a minion. If you count sweeter with a minion, if you dab mitre with a minion, then you're going to count sweeter with a minion. Um, my grandfather, Vashalom, had a custom, actually, an interesting one. The first night of Pesach, and the second night, he would count Svira by the Seder. In the middle of the Seder. Um, I'm not sure where the custom came from. We did not. Con- I did not continue it, at least. Um, we continue just... After my is sufficient for me. So if somebody said what tonight is, they would not be able to count that night with a bracha. If a person forgot to count, as we started saying, and then they didn't count the next day either, the rest of the Omer they would not be able to count with a bracha. Um, so one such fellow came, the uh, town clown, came to the Rav on the first night of Omer, and he says, Hey, Rebbe, I have a terrible problem. He says, What's the matter? He said, I forgot to count the Omer last night. He says, Fool, tonight is the first night of the Omer. He says, Okay, now I'll make the bracha, you listen. Because <laughs> now he already said he, that tonight was the first night of the Omer. 
Um, tomorrow, very relevant halacha, the Erev Tavshilin. The Erev Tavshilin is not something simple to play with. Um, some people have the uh, notion that if we're not eating at home, none of my meals, I'm not cooking anything for Shabbos, from Yom to Shabbos, what do I need Erev Tavshilin for? If you're a married man, you need Erev Tavshilin for your wife to be able to light the candles. She would not be able to light Shabbos candles on Yom Tif for Shabbos if you did not make an Erev Tavshilin. Recommended is, in order for him not to have a Suffolk Bracha, is to perhaps put a kettle of water uh, to boil on Friday afternoon, Friday evening, for Shabbos. So that there's no question about the Erev Tavshilin at all. Um, otherwise, the Erev Tavshilin must be made tomorrow. The Erev Tavshilin is a very interesting procedure. One would take a matzah. I mean, you could try taking a challah, but it's not recommended in this season. It'd be, it would be scorned and looked down upon. Therefore, they take a matzah with a tafshil, with something cooked. A piece of meat, a piece of chicken, a piece of fish. And you would take them together, and the, you would bring an outsider, not a, not a member of your household, an outsider you bring in, and you hand them this uh, matzah and cooked food, and you ask them to be mezakiyu, to give it to you, to lift it up and to give it to you. They then lift it up and give it to you, at which point you make the bracha, which is in the siddur. And then you would say, you would then say the paragraph which says, this I'm being allowed to cook and to prepare from, Shab- from Yom Tif for Shabbos. This will then be put away in a safe place and to be eaten on Shabbos afternoon. Uh, some tents say that you can eat it earlier than that, you don't have to wait till the afternoon. Um, Seichel doesn't dictate as such. And Befrat, when we have the custom of eating anyway, washing again on towards the end of Yom Tif for Mashiach Suda, so this Mashiach, so it would not be a problem to wash again then, and you may as well eat your piece of fish or your chicken or whatever you're going to have for your Erev Tavshilin at that point. Erev Tavshilin is not, as I said before, to be taken lightly. If you, Chas Shalom, do not make an Erev Tavshilin, you are in a very deep situation here. And what needs to be done is you need to go to the Rav and ask the Rav if they can... <laughs> They asked the Rav if they can be Yetzer with the Rav's Erev Tavshil, which is a technical thing and can only be done apparently once in a lifetime. Um, do not rely on the woman of the house to make the Erev. It is the job of the husband. The first days of Pesach, before Pesach started this year, one needed to make an Erev Chatzeres. If you have an Erev within your neighbors or your building or, or with your courtyard, etc., you would make, need to make an Erev Chatzeres, which also would be with the egg, with the matzah. Um, and that matzah would be guarded throughout the year so that you can carry between your courtyard and the neighbors. Or if you're in a building between on the stairs in your building. Sometimes people have a sukkah downstairs or sometimes people go to neighbors to eat 
and they bring along food with them. That would have been done the first day before the first day of Sukkot of, of Pesach. However, the first day of Sukkot we did not need an eight of Tavshilin yet because we did not have a yomtiv day that we cooked for Shabbos. Therefore, the eight of Tavshilin is made tomorrow, fresh, and to be eaten Shabbos afternoon. The minig Israel is tomorrow night to stay up all night. Join me. Um, Join a commemoration of Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the Red Sea. How did when it went across the Red Sea? We had spoke about this before, the Red Sea. We had spoken about this prior in, in Shirim before. Um, there are those who have a custom that they sit up until midnight. Because since Chatzay Salai, those when they didn't cross the Yamsuf, and they have a custom even to throw water on the floor and to jump over the water. It's with a whole pomp and stance, with song and dance, etc. It's not a simple thing. Um, not to be scorned. No minhag Yisrael is supposed to be, ought to be scorned. Any minig that you didn't take on are a beautiful thing. And more importantly, the minig that you didn't take on should be given over to future generations as well. Um, therefore, the custom is to stay up at Shvish or Bezak at night to learn something. There's plenty what to learn. We also didn't mention yet that we started from the second night of Sefirah Seima. We started Ahmed Bez in Mesechta Seita, and we learned yet from the 49 blot of Mesechta Seita throughout the days of Sefirah Seima. Each day, one blot in Saita. This has nothing to do, do not confuse this with Yidaf Yemi. This cannot be substituted for Daf Yemi, unless, of course, Daf Yemi comes out during the weeks of Sfira on Saita. Otherwise, if you do Daf Yemi, do your Daf Yemi separate, and do the Saita separate. And do your Chita separate, your Rambam separate, and if you have any other time the rest of the day, then... I don't know, learn, learn a, learn a Mishnah. Um, you shouldn't though. You really should not have any more time of the day. You should be pretty full. We'll say something on Masech the Seita as well, as we do customarily on the weeks of Sefer Seimer. We say something from the, within the blot, the few blot of the Gemara, Seita of that week. As we said before, this week's Parsha would not be Parsha Shmini in Chutzlaret, only in Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, we will not elaborate on Parsha Shmini. The only connection we do have with Parsha Shmini this year is Shmini Shmeina Shmeina. Um, I plan to talk about that next week, Mir The concept of reading Shmini eight times. We read it the Shabbos before Pesach by Mincha. That's once. Monday and Thursday before Pesach is thrice. Shabbos Mincha on Pesach is four. Shabbos Mincha, this coming Shabbos, Achim Pesach will be five. Monday, Thursday will be six and seven. And the following Shabbos, we'd be laying the whole parish, would be eight. So it's a very, very um, beautiful thing, prestigious thing for the Yidden. 
when we sing, when we read Shmini Shmeina. Shmini is read eight times. Miat Shem we'll talk about it next week's year. We, now that he walked in, we will extend a happy birthday to my son, Shalai Leibish. So then, son secure. Uh, he wants eight kugels. This is really good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Miat Shem will discuss through this Mashiach as well. Let us turn, let us turn the focus first. Since we're not talking about the parasha this week, we also do not stop Yechiyavis anywhere, neither Chutzlaretz nor in Yisrael. Because Achenim and Yisrael are so kind and wait for us to start Yechiyavis, they're not, as we said before, not that kind when it comes to the parasha. This week, tomorrow we're going to, not tomorrow, Shvi Pesach, Friday, we'll be reading from the beginning of parasha B'Shalach, and we'll read the story of Kriyas Yamsuf, the happening of Kriyas Yamsuf, and the Shira. The Pasik tells us, He's not standing there by the Yamsuf, and they are in a bit of a trauma. Behind them are the Egyptians in chase, in pursuit. To the right, to the left is a desert, and in front of them is a Yamsuf. They looked up to heaven, and there as well they saw the angel of Mitzrayim, the Sarah Mitzrayim, coming down upon them as well. And they got frightened. They didn't know what to do. And we see, Vayim Meisha, the says to the Jews, to the nation, Al Tiro, do not fear, stand up and see, as Yeshua Hashem, the salvation of the Almighty Hashem, which will he, he will do for you today. Key for the way you see Egyptians today, the way you see Mitzrayim today, you will never ever see them again this way. The Almighty will battle for you and you remain silent. At this point, the Mechilta tells us a very interesting. Ha- happening transpired to the Eden. Arbo kites nasu Yisrael alayam. Four groups developed to the Jews by the Yam. Achasemeres, one group said, Lipa alayam, let's fall into the river, fall into the Reed Sea, and give it up. Achasemeres, one said, Loshim alimitzrayim, let us return to Egypt. Achasemeres, one said, Let's battle the Egyptians. Let us pray. Let us gather and pray. Two Jews, three opinions. One Jewish nation, four opinions. I don't know. Slightly exaggerated. Give me the charge of this. See if we can make this work. Four different groups. The Jews were divided in four. Moshe's response to these four groups. Are, oh no, no fresco today. Sorry. <laughs> As we said before, we cited the pasuk, "Al tiro, do not fear," and we're now going to. Dissect Moshe's answer. 
To those that said, let us fall into the, into the sea, he says, Stand up and see, rise up and see, the salvation of God. To those that said, return to Egypt, he says, You'll never see them the same again. Those that said, let's go to battle, he says, And those that said, let's pray, he says, Now allow us to understand what exactly transpires. The proper path, says Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Almighty says to Moshe, Why are they screaming? Why are they standing in prayer? Speak to the Jews and let them journey. Let them go on. Let them go forth. I took this nation, says the Almighty, out of Egypt with one sole purpose, to get to Sinai and to receive the Torah. That's all I want from you. What are you doing here? Why are you tardying here by the sea? The whole story here has a lot of loopholes, a lot of questions. Let us first see the order <laughs> the order in which it was received. The order of the questions, how they go and how they come about and how they are answered. And only after that it says Lashuv Mitzrayma. First reaction was let's jump into the sea, the other one was then go back to Egypt. Should be the other way around. What's more absurd than going back to Egypt? So that therefore, first we should cite that idiocracy, that foolishness of returning to Egypt. Who in their right mind wants to go back to what they just were subjected to? Think what you want, come what may, but the bottom line is, back there you don't want to go. That's proven and tested a place you don't want to be. So therefore, the first thing that should have been put to rest was the concept of returning to Egypt. Not going into the Yam. They're standing facing the Yam. Also, what's wrong with going to battle? What was so outlandish of the idea of going to battle against the Egyptians? Why is that more so than praying? Truthfully, first thing that comes to mind is a prayer. To pray, to go to battle. It makes more sense than Vayiso to journey to Mount Dana.
battling, going to to go forth, they still remain in fear of Pari. Let's first dissect the four groups according to Primius of the Indian and how they serve God. As we know, Mitzrayim is the Nefesh Bahamas, the Eight Sahara. All physical, mundane, worldly things, which are mitzorim ugvulim, they are boundaries, restrictions that disturb us from serving God. Even a person that merits to go out of Egypt and goes on the straightened path, Mitzrayim is always on his tail. No matter how good, no matter how holy, how perfect and how righteous a person is, the Yetzirah is always there with something. Yetzirah always has a little trick up his sleeve to pursue the person and to try to get the person to stray. Come on, let's learn. So when a person sees Egypt hot on his tail, he sees the physical mundane world chasing him in pursuit of his life. There's four things that a person can do. And these things we see from Ilmata Lamaila. Bottom up. These reactions. Nipalalayam. Fall into the yam. It's the most unpractical thing to pray the highest level so the four groups the first going into the river and the fourth of just standing and praying show us a a ladder, a pattern from bottom up so let us dissect each group each one, how it has to do, what it has to do with us in today's day and age. How does this affect us? How does this go into our daily life? A person in general, a nice Jewish boy, a nice Jewish girl, woman, man, knows that they're always at war with their Nevesh Bahamas. Always at war with the Yitzhara. First reaction is to get out of here. Get out of Dodge. Run away from him. He's worried for his life. So he's willing to throw himself into the Yam. What is Yam? In my Melatayra. The Yam therefore makes reference to Tayra and Tfila and Shuva. How do you get away from all the mundane things in the world? I sit and learn Tain and Davin all day. And what about the other people? The other Jews that are not in your, at your level? And that don't have the capacity to do that? And are not doing it in essence? What about them? Do you have a solution for them perhaps? And he says to them, listen here, Tatala. You keep score at home in the Gemara Brachas of Yud Amr Aleph. By the Kivsi Rachmana Lamalacha. 
These are Shepsuk, these little sheep of God. God takes care of them. He concerns himself with these people. I need to watch my back. I need to watch my six. I need to watch my surroundings. I need to make sure I am covered. And I don't, God forbid, fall into the trap of the Eight Sahara. This is known as Neach was called a tzaddik in pelts. It's freezing outside. I have a few solutions. I can put on a coat and scarf and gloves and be warm. Or I can set up a tent for other people to come in and be protected from the elements. Or I can put steam in the tent so not only they get protected from the elements, they'll all be warm as well. The tzaddik impels puts on his coat, his scarf, and his gloves, and says, I am warm. The other people are not my concern. Don't bother me. Therefore, he throws himself into his own water. He remains swimming afloat in his own existence. And he's good. I'm good. Don't bother me. The second group. Let us return to Mitzrayim. It's a little higher than that. Than just skirting the issue. Just avoiding the problem and saying that everybody else in the world has got problems, I don't care. To return to Mitzrayim means to go back to the Avedas Perach. To that horrific work. I know very well there are fellow Jews that need my advice, my help, my encouragement. Therefore, not to, be neg- to, not to be negligent, and not to be considered negligent, I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to help a fellow Jew. I'm going to guide somebody. I'm going to put them in a better place. How much? I'll do whatever I can. Not because I want to. Because it's the right thing to do. I have to do. And he's going back to Mitzrayim. He's going to go back to the grind. Because it's, it's, it's something that you got to do. But I have no heart in it. And I have no soul in it. And there's no reason or rhyme for it in my, my book. Just that I, it has to be done. The third group says, let's go to war. This group is not scared of battle. They're not scared of getting their hands dirty. They're not scared of getting their souls 
tainted, they're going to battle against Mitzrayim. They're going to battle against the elements that go against spirituality, go against Kedusha. This is something they want to do. But there's something lacking in this battle. Every war has its time, its place, its situation. This point in time, leaving Mitzrayim, the mission was Come serve God on this mountain, come to Mount Tera. This is the time, there's a time that one needs to go out and purify the world and lighten them with the light of Tera. Right now they needed to push forward towards Mount Tera. And therefore this is not the time for them to go to battle. This is a time for them to devote themselves to Apart from the commandment of going forth to Mount Tera, and therefore no time for war, there are other flaws in this concept of battle now. Firstly, if you have now effort, strength, and time to devote for going towards Mount Tera, you have no business going out and battling. Secondly, this battle will take a toll even on the victor. Thirdly, going to war is not what God commanded in Mesha. Rather, in his mind, it could be that the war is not because of Kedusha, but because Gvura, his inside, is starting to his inner soul is telling him but in essence this is not his commandment this is not what you're being told to do at this moment and therefore Muhammad was also not an option a good idea on a general basis but not here not when they were on the en route to Matan and finally to pray this is obviously the highest of the groups they pray and connect themselves to Hashem Yisbarach. They are selfless. They are unconditional. They are the people that go out and want to help that fellow person, that fellow Jew, fellow man, fellow woman. And they have no thought that anyone's lost. They have no belief. They will not accept that anybody is lost. They will constantly persevere, forge ahead, and see to it that each and every person that can be helped will be helped. And therefore their goal is actually to light the world as well, of Teda, of mitzvahs, but in a way, in a fashion, 
that everyone else should also feel it. But they're also not purifying everything. They're praying for everybody, that everybody should be good. Be good. They're davening a lot to the Eivishter. That the world should be safe in a better place. But this too is not the service of Hashem Yisbarach. This too is not the service that is now required at this point in time. At this point in time, one needs to work on themselves as well. Purify and elevate themselves and prepare themselves for Matan Teda. I love Scranton. Scranton? Where'd you go? Atlanta, you didn't find Scranton? There's Scranton. Welcome back, Scranton. And therefore, welcome back. Therefore, the solution, says the Almighty, is Dabra ben Esauvi the correct way is to go forth. To sanctify the world with the light of the Zayda. To work engraving the light in the worldly way, in a worldly fashion, with proper benefit, proper gain. Not to give up, God forbid, of the sanctification of the world. Not to involve yourselves in battles that hold back a Jew from filling his shlichas. But to bring himself closer and the world closer to Teda and to Kedusha. Its involvement is everybody that we spoke of before. But know your time and know your place. And there are times when you need to be selfless. There are times you need to give unconditional commitment to people. There are times you need to see to it that even on your own sacrifice and your own benefit that you give up something or some part of you so that the other one should benefit, should advance and should be able to come to where they need to be. But your bottom line mission is to see that you yourself are constantly advancing. That you yourself are constantly doing for yourself. And we know, of course, that it says in the Mishnah, I learned from my students more than anything else. This is the Mishnah in Pirkei which we're going to discuss in Pirkei And from my students I learned more than anybody else, and that's because, in essence... When one teaches a student, when one gives over to a disciple, when one shares with a fellow Jew their inner feelings, their inner strength, and they impart their inner strength to the other person, they themselves feel their own strength growing, their own strength benefiting, and they find themselves in a place, in a better place, because they say to themselves, now I see how I too need to act and react. The way I relay the message, my message that I give, is a message that I live. And therefore, they find a very, very potent message for them themselves as well. Ah, the time runs away from you here.
I'm going to try to, if we can, come back to the other things. Time is running on me here, and the shear is an hour only. Oz Yashemesha of Yisrael. Tanya. If you keep me scored home, you can Sanhedrin Sadikala from his base. 91, side 2. In Sanhedrin it says, Tanya Omer Abi Meir. Rabbi Meir said, How do we know from the Teira the concept of Tchias Hamesim? I don't like to translate the word. The resurrection of the dead just doesn't sound Jewish. <laughs> it doesn't give a... I, sorry. It's in essence what it means that all those that passed away, Hashem will come with a special tal that He used by Matan Teda when the, when the souls jumped out of their bodies because they heard the godly voice twice by the first of the two Ten Commandments, two of the Ten Commandments. And he used this special tal, this special dew, and he brought back the souls into their bodies. The souls that are in the world have a mission. However, their mission can only be accomplished when they're in this world. Therefore, there is a concept of Gilgulim, of Neshamas that do come back to complete their missions. There is basically the concept of ultimately Tchias HaMesim. Tchias HaMesim when Mashiach will come should it be very soon today. In the process of the Mashiach coming, it will not necessarily be the first day that Mashiach arrives. Hopefully it will. Hopefully the processes will all be skipped and enmeshed and intermeshed intertwined and the day that Mashiach is announced when Eliyahu Navi announces Mashiach instead of it being three days prior to Mashiach coming it will be Achishan, it will be immediately and Mashiach will arrive with Eliyahu Navi's announcement and at that point in time we will merit to Tzchiyas Mason as well the Gemara the Rambam gives a whole elaborate description of how the process will take place Let's fast forward everything. Let's put it all in one plate. Let's put it all in one condition, in one place, and let it all happen at once. Tchias Hamesim. How do we know that Tchias Hamesim is going to happen even? How do we know it from the Teira? And we say, Shenemar says in the Pasuk, Oz Yashir Meisha. Then they will sing, Shar Leinemar. It doesn't say they sang, and the Yashir they will sing. From here says the Gemara Mikan, the Tchias Hamesim in Atera. Here we know Tchias Hamesim is in Atera. Let me just a couple of things. When we divide the Chag Pesach in a general way, the first day, the Chutzlet is the second, excuse me, first two days, thank you.
the first two days in Chutzlaretz. And on the seventh day of Pesach. <laughs> Guys, Grenton, Atlanta, everybody, I got Florida here on the line. They called from a different phone. And she is so cute, you know, and so happy to be with her baby. Okay. Good night. I love you. Bye. <laughs> the four groups are brought down in Mechilta. Rashi brings it down as well. So these days are Shaykh to the Gula in Tzis Mitzrayim. But Shvish Pesach and Chutzlar and Shvish Pesach and Achash Pesach are Shaykh to the Geula Hasida that will come in the future with Mashiach Tzikain. What is the connection of the last days of Pesach to the Geula Hasida? It comes in the way we say in our custom of the Holy Baal Shem Tov, He would eat the Suda Shlishas and Achan Shal Pesach known as Mashiach's Suda. The Suda of Mashiach. Because in Achan Shal Pesach we are enlightened with a revelation of the light of Mashiach Tzidkenu. It's Mashiach's day. On Achim Shepesach is recognizable the connection to Geula Asida in the way it's brought down in the Haftera, that we read then with the whole story of Yeshaya talking about the Chiyas This all brings down that the Zev will live the wolf and the lamb would lie side by side, and ultimately, Kimola Oretz Hashem Kamayim that the whole world will know the God's word. And throughout the world, it will be known the Almighty's revelation. Shmiyah Pesach is also connected to the Gula to the future Gula. And this we find in Kriyas Yamsav that we say, Oz Yashir. And many other things in Kriyas Yamsav that are compared to the future redemption. Things that did not happen on the 15th of Nisan when the Yidin left Mitzrayim. And since we see that this Shira, this song sang by the Kriyas Yamsav, was not solely what happened to Skype. That's nasty. Skype just died. We're not solely for the moment when the Eden left Mitzrayim.
I am so confused. Skype did something very strange. I don't know what it is. I don't know what that was all about. Why the thing just shut up for me on Skype? So it was not only rev- relevant to Yitzhak Mitzrayim when they left Mitzrayim, it had to do with the Gula Asida as well. And that's why the Chazal tell us, Oz Yashin Moshe, to tell us that then in the future, Moshe will sing that this Shira that was sung will be sung as well, the 10th Shira, Lost and Lovely. Unfortunately, at that moment, the ultimate Gula did not happen. But the revelation that God had by Kriya Samsov, this was a taste, a touch, of what the revelation will be the Gula Amitis. And therefore we need to understand how the Gula Amitis is shown in Kriya Shamsuf. The first part of Kriya Shamsuf we see that the Egyptians also went into the Yam also went onto the dry land, but it wasn't dry for them any longer. They were getting caught in the quagmire, and the water returned with a full strength, and they all drowned. They all drowned, says the Tera Nishar Bohen Adechot. Not one remained. When the Yidin left Mitzrayim, there was still an Egypt. When the Yidin crossed the Yamsuf, the concept of Egypt was wiped out. This eradicated all the evil that Egypt stood for. And so too, Lassid Lovey. As Ruach Hatuma Avim in Oretz, Zechariah, it says, Le Sishar Mitziyu Shoraklau. The Ruach Hatuma will be eradicated from the earth, and there will not remain anything of any kind of evil, evil at all. Then we hear that the Jews be cried. The Egyptians, where are they? And the Almighty has the Biza Sayyam spit out in front of the Jews. All the riches that the Mitzrayim had with them comes to their feet. Their whole reason for going down to Egypt, as is brought down in the Svarim, that the Jews should, re- ra- should raise up all the sparks that were left in Egypt, 
all the holy sparks that were captured physically in the concept of Mitzrayim and the boundaries of the physical world. So when they left Mitzrayim, they were commanded to take with them clay kesef, clay zov, gold, silver. So the Jews became physically wealthy. Just like bringing up everything physical, making it sanctified, so also they needed to return all these sparks, the holy sparks, to their realm of Kedusha. Kazal tell us that after Kriya Samsov, the Jews were very busy with the Bizas and the Eitzras that the Mitzrayim brought with them to the Yam. All the jewels and the jewelry and the riches that the Egyptians had on them was now spewed out by the Yamsuf to the feet of the Jews. And the Jews were, were going crazy over it. Let's be real. The Jews left Egypt very, very wealthy. They went to all their Egyptian oppressors and said, uh, I need some gold and silver. So we don't have. Oh, really? And they knew, we, we discussed this in Makis they knew exactly where everything was, and therefore they had the Egyptians hand everything over. So they left very wealthy Egypt. What excited them about Bezus Hayam? So we discussed here that Bezus Hayam really was the Nitzutzis that they needed to bring, the sparks of Kedusha they needed to bring up from Egypt. So therefore after Kriyas Yamsuf, the Jews knew for sure that they brought all the sparks. And that's why they were commanded, they say, see full You'll never see this Egypt again. Because there's no longer anything to do there. It no longer serves a purpose for the Jew or for God. In the future, we will finally complete the Birid Anitzitzis. When the generalization of all these physical inyanim of the entire world will become sanctified and all these sparks that were brought up will once again be purified therefore the Geula of Kriya Samsuf is similar and one with the Geula Lassad because the Geula Lassad will be when everything will be purified and elevated We know that the revelation by Kriya Shamsuf Rasa Shivcha Layam A Shivcha Layam saw the greatest of revelations. And Rasa Lava it says, Veniglak Vedashem, it all called Bosal Yaktav. Everyone will see. Not only the soul will see it, 
Not only will the children step forth and say, The physical human body will see as well. As the Almighty says, I will pour my spirituality on everyone. The slaves, the servants. No matter what level, they will get the revelation of God. And this we see by, by, by the Pasuk of Kiyosamsov, where the children called out, Zek Keli Venveyu. And the Chazal say, Zek means Marim Be'etzpah. Were you pointing with your finger and you recognize it? And the Shifcha and the Yam saw what the Nevi'im could not see. All the greatest of prophets did not see what the simplest woman, maidservant woman, saw by the Yam. Then too was a Shechina, was a revelation of the Shechina from the greatest to the smallest. Even the servants and the maidservants. And so too lost the Kol Bosar Yachtov. And finally, there was an Onon, there was Cheshach, and it lit up the whole night. When Mashiach will come, the Pasuk, it says in Tehillim, says, the night will light like, will shine like day. That darkness itself will turn to light, and it will bring the Kedusha. And similarly, in the time of Kriyas, just like by Kriyas Yamsu, not only that, the Cheshach will become nullified, but not only it will become nullified, but the darkness itself will become light, and will light up other things as well. And therefore we have the custom of the Mashiach Suda, at which we sit down, and we wash again, and we eat a Kezayis Matzah, and once again we drink four cups of wine for the four Lashayinus of Geula. But not representing the four Lashayinus of Geula, of when we left Egypt, like we did the first night or nights of Pesach, but rather the full Lashenus of Geula, the one that we are anticipating to merit to have this Yom Tiv, where we will be able to have the Geula, Amitis Vashlema Yidei Mashiach Tzidkenu, Barzenu Hagdesha, and again, Shabbat Shalom to all, Chag Sameach. Do not forget to make your Erev Tavshilin. Happy birthday.